Sometimes it's not enough to be reminded that Jesus hasn't left you or forgotten you. We need to declare it over ourselves, over others. No matter the season you may find yourself in, no matter the depths of darkness you're wading through, you can join him in declaring the truth that God is light upon your feet, whether or not you can see the next step, that God is your strength even though the weight of life seems to be crushing you down, and that when your job, your marriage, your relationship, your health feels like it's coming to a dead end, there is only one God that can make dead things live again. These are his promises, and they're the only thing you need to declare over your life. So as you step into this next season or this next moment, you can declare that God's not done with you. He's just getting started. You can declare that the good work that he has started in you, he will surely complete it. You can declare that the same God that parted the seas goes before you, goes behind you. You can declare these promises over your life, over your family's life, over the people passing on the street. You can declare these truths over every circumstance, over every season of your life. You can declare that every day belongs to him and every new breath belongs to him. Because we have the power of a living God living inside of us. And this is our declaration. Good morning. Welcome to church. We stand with me. Let's start by singing to God today. We worship God. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory.
as we head into 2023. It's time for us to remember that we're called to abide. Sing with me. From my waking breath for my daily bread, I depend on you. I depend on you for the sun to rise, for my sleep.
don't use the word abide very much, do we? That's such a good word. It's a good word for us as we head into a new year. That we're just going to abide in Christ. We're just going to rest in Christ. We're going to wait on the Lord. We're going to trust in the Lord. Jesus, we rely on you. Sing with me. I depend on you. 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 I depend on every day. Let's pray together. You can be seated. God, we know that today doesn't feel a whole lot different than yesterday. And that there's nothing magical about a date on the calendar. And yet, God... For some reason, these moments can be shaping and transformative in our lives because for some reason, we look at ourselves a little bit more clearly. And we look at the people we want to become a little bit more clearly. And so, God, I pray that in these next few moments, that you will open up our hearts and minds. That you will do something in our spirits that help us to hear your voice a little bit more clearly. Lord, that we will be willing to walk in obedience and, and walk in... Really, Lord, we just... We know how much you love us. <laughs> And we just want to live in response to that. And so I pray, God, that you will do a work in us in 2023 so that when we come to this date on the calendar, 365 days from now, that we will see your hand at work in our lives, that we won't be able to deny how you have been at work not just in us, but through us. So today, God, we offer ourselves to you. And we'll continue to do that every day. But today especially, we come with a posture of openness and willingness to say yes to whatever it is that you've called us to do. We trust you. We love you. We thank you that your mercies are new every single day that you are a God of first and second and third and 700th chances. 
And so today again, will you give us another chance to worship you and to give our lives completely to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, hey, Dusty, can you turn these slides down just a little bit? I'd like to see some faces. Hi, y'all. I'm so happy to see you. This morning, you will notice that we'll change things up a little bit, okay? So you, you're all right with that. We're, we're fine. You guys are so flexible. Um, and so we, we're going to, like, pass the piece in just a minute because you know that I love that. And then we're going to move into some different elements of the service. Um, so just hang with us. We'll walk you through it. Um, but this morning, really, do you guys do words for the year? Have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, chosen a word for the year? Well, last year, my word was joy, which was awesome. Like, that's such a, a great word. Um, and I will say that I lived 2022 with a lot of gratitude because I know that you can't have joy without gratitude. It was, and, and it's been a good year. All right, y'all, the Lord has been just speaking to me about the word complete. And so there's a reason that I'm telling you this. Um, because the word complete... Um, is actually what peace means. When you hear the word shalom or when you hear the word peace, it's not just this like, (sighs) everything's good kind of thing. Peace is completeness. It's wholeness. It's nothing missing, nothing broken. And so as we move into this season, this new year, and we extend peace to each other, We're saying to each other, we hope that you are experiencing wholeness in your relationship with God. And we pray that you are experiencing completeness and wholeness and nothing broken in your relationships with each other. Whew. Right? So it's more than we hope that you are experiencing some calm in your life. It's our prayer that you are experiencing the fullness of God in your life and that that is reflected in your relationships with each other and that you can be in relationship with each other in full and complete and unbroken ways. And so if you'll stand with me, we'll extend this piece to each other. We can only do that because of the presence of Christ in our lives. And so we celebrate that we continue to be in the Christmas season where we celebrate that. Um, So let me be maybe the first to say to you this morning, this year, may the peace and wholeness of Christ be with you this morning. Thank you. Will you please extend that to each other? Meet someone new. Introduce yourself. Do the whole thing. Sorry, introverts. We, We love you.
I usually run out of here during the piece. I get I got to talk for a minute, so that was fun. Hey, so um, let me tell you about some stuff that's going on in the life of the church. Uh, this continues to be worship for us because community life and the things that we do together, um, this that shapes us and informs us into the people that God is calling us to be. So we want to let you know that our Christmas offering um, continues until January the 15th. And so we've talked about it a little bit the past few weeks. We just want to continue to remind you that you have these opportunities to give um, to our Christmas offering. So we give here locally in our church and in our community and then also um, around the world through missions in the Church of the Nazarene. So we're really blessed that we are a part of a church that's in 162 countries and more, um, it seems, all the time. And so we uh, feel a responsibility to people both here in our community and around the world. So we encourage you to give above and beyond as you typically do because you guys um, reflect our generous God in how you give. We also want to encourage you, if you have not done this before, um, we need your information. Uh, this is, man, look how techy we are. That's a QR code. You can, like, take a picture of that with your, with your phone, and it will take you directly to our connection card. What? So cool. <laughs> That will take you to the, the connection card. We encourage you to fill that out, especially because in the coming weeks, you're going to have opportunities. We want you to be getting information from us. We want you to get our emails. We want you to be on our text thread. So you are getting information that will help you this year um, with all the stuff, all the stuff. Um, additionally, we have Quest 52. And is that starting back this, the fourth, so that's this Wednesday. Yeah, so Quest 52 is our midweek study led by Debbie Clark, and she's awesome. Um, so I encourage you, you do not, um, it's kind of like standalone studies, and so you can come at any point. You have not, I mean, you miss stuff, but it's not stuff that will, make it difficult for you to just jump right in. Does that make sense? So come on. Come on and, and jump in to Quest 52. Um, this is just it's studying the life of Jesus, right? Karen? I'm with the teens on Wednesday night, so I'm not in the study. So, And that's what we're doing, too. It's just not with Quest 52. So studying the life of Jesus, uh, I think we should all do that. And then... Um, I, You guys, you guys know Angie because she sings so beautifully with us. You may not know Matt. You should. He's awesome. <laughs> he loves to get up in front of people, too. <laughs> um, and then this is Landon, and I get to be with Landon a lot, and he's awesome, you guys. So if you don't know Landon yet, I really encourage you to get to know him, cause, and he will tell you about his really cool Christmas gift this year that I hope he's wearing a helmet with. So <laughs> but we just wanted to um, pray for them with this exciting news that they are expecting. 
And I know that sometimes that brings with it some anxiety and some nervousness and some like, oh, okay, are we really, you know, we're really doing this. So we want to pray for them and pray for us also that we will be the kind of church that comes alongside them to help. Um, we can't do this on our own, right? And so we, we want to be a support to Angie and Matt and Landon, who is going to be an awesome big brother. Yeah. So I, I wanted to invite, especially if you are part of the worship team, but anyone else who wants to come and um, join us as we just pray quickly for Angie and Matt and Landon and this brand new baby. So excited. God, we are grateful for new life and just the miracle that it is. It's a miracle that any of us are walking around on this place. And and so we want to just say a special thank you. We thank you for this life. We thank you for Angie and Matt and Landon and their family and just how they love you and how they're growing and their faith in you and God I pray that as this new child joins us and them Lord that this won't be a solo project <laughs> that this will be something that we all join together and become family become support uh, that we will be the kind of people who Help this child grow up into you. That we will model your love. That we will model your compassion. That we will model your mercy and kindness to this sweet family and to this baby. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for this gift. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, that's what we get for not testing out mics in the morning. Sorry about that. I was running around and I forgot. So, um, hey, um, now's the time where we give back to God. And um, we're still not back to passing plates yet, but we have um, offering bins as you walk outside the building. But I also want to make you aware of other ways that you can give. Um, you can mail your offering. You can um, text your offering. That's how I do mine usually because it's just easiest for me to text it and send it. Um, but um, also, and we'll talk about this more, um, this is the day that we recommit to our lives being an offering, right? So let's just pray uh, real fast, and then we're, we're switching things up a little bit, but, but it'll be good. But let's pray um, right now. Jesus, you modeled what offering is.
by giving everything. And so we offer back to you all that we have, all that we are, all of our hopes, all of our dreams, our finances, our jobs, our families, our relationships, our concerns, our victories, our defeats. We are yours. I pray that we will live our lives as an offering. I pray that you will help us to hold loosely to things that are not you and hold tightly to you, your hand and your mission of bringing your kingdom here on earth. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Does this feels a little strange? <laughs> um, so we are going to go ahead and receive communion now before we move into the sermon. Um, and hopefully you all have picked up one of the cards in the back on the back table. If you've not, go, take this opportunity to grab that and a pen because you'll need that in just a little bit. But as we come to this time of communion... It is fitting that we do it now uh, because after we pass the peace to each other, we experience this peace only through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so even before we step into making some commitments to him, we get to celebrate the commitment that he made to us. And so uh, we will be just, the rest of the service is really in response to that. So um, this morning, we celebrate the gift of Jesus. On the night that he would be betrayed, Jesus joined with his friends in the upper room. And they were gathered just for a simple meal bread and wine that would be at any table. But God does extraordinary things with ordinary things. And so Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he gave it new meaning for them. And he said, this represents my body, which will be broken for you. As you take it, remember that and be thankful And in the same way, he lifted up the cup. And again, normal elements that would be at any table. And he took something ordinary and made it extraordinary. And he said, this represents my blood, which will be shed for you. For the forgiveness of sin. Take it, drink it, drink it all, and be thankful. So this morning, as we come and receive, my prayer is that we will live in such gratitude for this gift of life that Jesus gave us through his death and resurrection. So let's pray, and then, um, and then you can come and partake. Lord Jesus, we give ourselves to you in response to this great gift. We don't take it for granted. We do this so regularly because we never want to forget what you've done for us. 
So God, will you take these elements? Will you do something extraordinary in our lives through this ordinary moment? Will you do something through our hands and feet as these, this bread and juice nourishes our body, as it gets into our blood system? Lord, will you make us an embodiment of your grace and love to those around us? We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Sure. So we, uh, I'm not usually in here for this, so you, you, you might want to, down this side.
Yeah, it was like whiplash, wasn't it? It's because normally you guys think we're getting ready to leave and there's a little bit more. So we switched the order. So if you have your paper with you, um, we're going to we're going to do the Wesley Covenant service and um, happy new year. Uh, This is the week that we traditionally do this. And um, if you're joining with us uh, for the first time, traditionally, we will go through some liturgy and some quotes from Wesley. And we decided that this year we would kind of paraphrase things um, if um, if thou art favorable um, with the supposition of which I propose of thee. (laughs) You okay if we use modern language this year? Okay, good. So here's the plan for the next few minutes. We're going to do five, four, three, two, one. Okay? We're going to talk about five commitments, four weeks, three verses, two practices, and one word. You with me? Let's do it. All right. So just as some, a quick background, this is a very, very broad overview, but the covenant comes from a man named John Wesley. If you're not familiar with him, he's a, he was an Anglican priest And he was known for many things. Two of the things that I think um, he's been most influential um, are are these things. First, his view on sanctification. And what that means basically is it's a big word saying, like, how to live a holy life. How am I going to live like Jesus? Now that when, when Christ saves me, what then? How do I become more like him? And so where others... Um, at, in his time and, and still today, took a view that, okay, Jesus saves me, and then I just have to survive this world until I get to heaven where God will transform me and make me into something new. Wesley said, no, 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 God wants to begin the transformation process here and now and wants to make you more into the image of God. We believe Romans 12 about being transformed, and so that happens now. That's one of the things that Wesley really, really emphasized Um, Not only him, but I think maybe one of the places where um, I see it really well is in a hymn of one of his of his brother, Charles. And um, Charles penned these words. You you may recognize this. Some of you love divine. All loves excelling joy of heaven to earth. Come down. Fix in us. Thy humble dwelling. All thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion. Pure, unbounded love thou art. So visit us with thy salvation. Enter every trembling heart. Breathe. Oh, breathe thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. And let us all in thee inherit. Let us find the promised rest. Take away our bent for sinning. That's that sanctification, that holiness. Take away our bent, our love of sinning, Alpha and Omega B. End of faith as it's beginning. Set our hearts at liberty. Come, Almighty, to deliver. Let us all thy life receive. We don't want part of you, God. We want all of you. Suddenly, return and never, never more thy temples leave. Thee we would be always blessing, serve thee as thy host above. Pray and praise thee without ceasing, glory in thy perfect love. And then finish then thy new creation, true and spotless let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. 
changed from glory into glory till in heaven we take our place until we cast our crowns before thee lost in wonder, in love, and in grace, or in praise. So it's this mindset that this can happen, that God can help and transform you even here and now. And the second thing that he's probably most famous for is his methodology. He had a method for everything. It's where the Methodist church got their name. He believed that not only can you have the spiritual life, but you can accelerate that by the process of starting some habits and some routines and some methods that will help you become more Christ-like. And one of them is this covenant where we renew ourselves to God. We renew our commitment with each other and we renew within ourselves this affirmation that we're all God's. This year is God's year. We don't know what the next 364 days hold, but, it, but they're God's. And so, that's the background. So, the five things that we're talking about committing to, and that's on your paper. So, if you have your paper, I want you to pull it out. We're going to skip the God life phrase at the very top, and we're going to go to, I will share radical hospitality. This is one of the things that we're asking you to pray about committing to. I'll share radical hospitality, making my heart a welcoming place for God. I'll share radical hospitality by inviting friends and colleagues and classmates or family to attend worship, to warmly welcome all who attend. I want to be hospitable the way our Lord is hospitable. In Romans, welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of of God. And that actually goes along with one of our core values here at Pionaz. We're better together. When we're connecting with God and when we're connecting with each other, when we're being hospitable, when we're welcoming the neighbor and the visitor and the person across the aisle from us, that's one way that we can walk into this commitment. The second thing, I'll be passionate in worship. Preparing my heart and mind for worship. Understanding that worship isn't just singing. Worship is the way we live. The way you worship is the way you live, and the way you live is the way you worship. So I'll be passionate in my worship. I'll, I'll attend regular worship. I'll find a daily devotional that works for me. Hebrews says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together but let us encourage one another. And this goes along with another one of our core values. We gather and we scatter. We come together corporately. We open our hearts and minds. We hear a word from God. We come to the table. We take in these elements. And just like the bread and the juice nourish our body, we then go out into the world to be nourishment for a sick and dying world that needs Jesus. Third thing, I'll be intentional in my faith development. Intentional. That's, that's the big one. I'm going to be praying regularly. By becoming part of a group for discussion or study or prayer. By discovering my spiritual gifts and my talents. Acts 2 says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and to breaking bread with one another. We're going to do this together, and that's one of our core values. I know you're thinking like, what? But it really is. 
We don't stay the same. Spiritual life is not a stagnant life. If you and I aren't more Christ-like today than we were yesterday, it may be a sign that our soul is not completely right with God, or maybe there's something that we're still holding on to. Because we believe that you can't be in the presence of God without being transformed. That's just what we believe. Fourth thing is, I will be risk-taking in mission and service by listening more closely to God's call on my life, by making a positive difference in the lives of others, by being willing to risk failure for Christ's ministry. I've got to be honest, out of the whole list of all five of these, that's the one that has really stuck out to me this week. Am I willing to risk failing understanding that God can do anything? Matthew says, truly, I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Am I going to live my life missionally and in service? And I know you think I'm making it up, but guess what? That's one of our core values, too. It's almost like we were intentional in our core values. Oh, my word. We believe that we give our lives away. We believe that we're most fulfilled when we are giving our lives for the good of humanity, for the cause of Christ, because that's how Jesus lived. Jesus gave his life for humanity. Last thing, the fifth thing, I will be extravagant in my generosity by offering more of my heart for God, by supporting the church and our mission and making disciples of Christ, by giving regularly with tithe being the aim. Second uh, Corinthians says you will be enriched in every good way for your great generosity. Our fifth core value is extravagant generosity. And can I just say that this is an important one. Because how we live our lives is a good indicator of how we view our God. So I want to live my life generously because my view of God is generous. God is generous and loving, and that's how I want to be. All right, that was five. You ready for four? Here we go. Four weeks. We talk about this a lot. At church, we have a try five thing. Hey, if you're new with us, try us for five weeks. If you're not new with us, what if you could try us for five weeks in a row? What would that be like? And this is the good news. You're already one-fifth into it. Boom! So you only have four more to go. That's why we're on four weeks. It's important for you to understand. It's, you need to be here to participate. What would it be like if you only went to 20% of your work meetings? How in the know would you be with what your company is doing and what your group is doing if you only attended one out of every five or six meetings? Some of you right now could, if I asked you your fantasy football stats, you could tell me to the minute what each of your players is doing. Yeah? You'd never think of skipping two, three, four weeks because you want to grow and you want to understand better. The same way, we believe that, well, we're better together. We need you. 
We need you giving. We need you worshiping. We need you singing. We need you joining. We need you serving. We have lots of things that the church is called to do, and we need all hands, all feet. And so I encourage you, four weeks, four more weeks. If you're online and you're watching us at home and you're in town, four more weeks. Come join us next Sunday. Three, three verses. We've done five, we've done four, we're on three. We're knocking these out. As I've been thinking about this year, Proverbs 16 has come to mind a lot. It's one that I, Proverbs 16.3 is a verse I memorized when I was in high school, and it has, it has served me well. Um, but really, the first three verses of Proverbs 16. So let me read it to you. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. So commit your actions to the Lord and your plan will succeed. Do we want 2023 to be a successful year? And if we do, let's commit it to the Lord. Let's align our actions and our mind with God's mind and God's action. We don't have to worry about are we going to be successful if we're doing the will of God because God's will will always be successful. So instead of saying, God, I want my will and I want you to bless my will, what if we said, God, I want your will and I know wherever you are, it's blessed. And so I'm going to live into you. I would even encourage you, maybe memorize Proverbs 16.3. It's really easy. Let me help you. Say this after me. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your thoughts will be established. That's older versions. Your plan will succeed is the newer version. Commit, success. Commit to God. God will bring success. God will bring God's success. Just want to make sure that that's clear. This isn't how we get that new boat that we want. Or how we get that promotion. This is, God, I want your will. And I know that your will is going to be successful. So I choose this year to join with you and your mission. Five, four, three, two. Two practices. We skipped the gospel life section at the very top. Go back to the top of that. I don't know exactly what God has for your life in 2023. But I think that it is safe for me to say that God's will is for you to be transformed more into the image of Christ. There may be other things, but life transformation is part of it. It should begin now. Let's don't put this off. Being transformed is is what I would call the gospel life because that's what the gospels are about. Jesus changing lives. So on the top of your page, you'll see that there are six practices. There are other spiritual disciplines, but these are six that I think are really helpful. And I want you to look at them. Confession, prayer, accountability, corporate worship, community, Bible reading. Just real fast. I want you to take a moment and ask God, 
God, if there were two that you wanted me to focus on this year, what would it be? What would they be? Look at the list. God, if there were two things that maybe I'm doing really well in some disciplines, but I'm not doing well in others. God, how do you want me to grow this year? And when you think that you are, have found what God wants or you have a leaning towards where you think God wants you to go, I want you to circle those two things because I want you to remember what you're hearing right now. So just circle those two things on your page. And if you want to hear some sermons on this, in 2019, I don't know if you remember this, but we did a Restoration Hardware sermon series where we talked about the spiritual uh, disciplines that we're talking about here. I don't know if you remember, we brought out the table and each week we took this old table and we went through the restoration process and had a lesson for each one. Um, You can go back and podcast that if you want to hear more of that. But circle those two things. The last one, Jen kind of stole my thunder earlier, is one word. Now that you see what I'm praying that you will commit to with those five things, now that you're looking at, if I'm going to have more of the God life, what things, God, do you want me to focus on? Is there a word that God has for you? Last year it was joy for Jen. This year it's complete. You don't have to write that down now, but I want you to pray and ask God, God, what's going to be my driving theme? Mine last year was bold. I don't know what yours will be. That's between you and God. But when you find it, write it down. Five, four, three, two, one. We're going to end our service praying this, um, this Wesley prayer. And, and I would encourage you, take today. M- maybe you already have all these things figured out. Maybe you feel like God, you're hearing God and, and we're rolling, God. Let's start January 1st. Maybe you say, I don't know. I'm struggling with this part. Or, I don't know which spiritual discipline. Or, I don't have that word yet. It's okay. You don't have to. I'm not asking you to, like, sign this and turn it in and, like, this is like a blood agreement. No, this is for you. I want you to keep it in your Bible or put it on your refrigerator or somewhere where you'll see it where you can remember all year long, these are the things I believe God wants me to work on this year. But I would love to know and hear back from you. So on the bottom, you'll see there's a pionaz.church slash 2023. And I would love to hear. It's simply asking you, hey, what'd you hear from God today? And that way we can know and we can help you. And if you feel like one of your things is more accountability, we can help focus you towards other people that are feeling that way. Or if you feel like it's something else, we can help get you where you need to go. Because we want to we want you to be successful. Let me end with one quote, and then we're going to pray the prayer. Um, There's a group that I don't love a lot, but my wife does. (laughs) And the guy in it, his name is Linford Detweiler. And I do like his name. 
He has a quote that I think is a good one to remember at the beginning of each year. As we commit to God, he says this. Remember, we're all writing a story with our lives, whether or not we ever bother to pick up a pen. Take good care of the cast of characters you've been given. They are essential to your story. You, many times, are your own protagonist and antagonist. Turn the pages this year with care. Take care not to miss the good parts. And as far as the pages that we would all love to rewrite, there is such a thing as grace. This year, it's my prayer that you and God will determine this next chapter of your life. And God wants to use you to write your story, which is part of God's narrative. Be careful. Choose your paths wisely. I'm not saying avoid people or don't avoid people. I'm saying follow the Spirit. Remember that you are going to be the one that's going to propel you more than anyone else. It's your commitment with God. But you also may be the one that holds you up more than anyone else. Just be mindful. Don't miss the beautiful moments. I've loved watching people on Facebook as they post, 2022 was this. And so many of them, I know that they've had bad things happen over the past year, but they were just positive things, things to be grateful for, beautiful moments. 2023 is going to be a mixed cup. You're going to have some joys and some sorrows. Embrace both. Turn the pages with care. For those moments where God moves and shows up and you're firing on all cylinders, praise God. For those moments where you walk away and you say, God, I think I blew it. Praise God for the grace that is extended. Okay? So I'm going to invite you to stand with me. I encourage you to read this prayer with me. And then we're going to sing our benediction and leave. Um, It's my prayer that you'll take these things with you and look over them and really. So Robert Schuller, you remember him? Um, Chris, Chris Cathedral, right? No. Yeah. Robert Schuller. Yeah. He's he's famous uh, for saying it was about three decades ago and he. Stole it from Robert Frost, but I'm going to give him credit since uh, he's more recent. said, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Think about that in the spiritual realm. If you were living for Christ, can you fail? That's not saying everything goes your way. Or the way you think. But if you are walking in step with Christ, you cannot do anything but be successful for God. 
in God's eyes. And we let the world sort out the rest. So now that you know that you can't fail if you commit your life this year to God, I encourage you to dream big. Let's do something. Let's do something for God. Let's do what God wants for God. So let's let's read this prayer. And this is John Wesley's prayer. It's been 200 years of people praying this all around the world. And we just changed the these and thous to make it a little more up to date. But will you pray this prayer with me? I'm no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, a wonderful and holy God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, You are mine and I am Yours. So be it. And the covenant which I've made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. God, I pray that that will be our heart's cry. Amen. Uh, If you're visiting with us, we sing our benediction. And uh, so I'm going to have them pop up the words. And as we leave today, um, Happy New Year. God's got something great for you. So let's sing together. We sing hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim, let your will be done in us. Have a great 2023. We'll see you next Sunday.